When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. On SEN, The Picks with David King and Sam Edmund. Yes, hello everyone. Good evening to you. Welcome to the Picks. Your round eight preview show with a difference. Get in here, David King. Take a seat with you. Very special. Hey, how are you? There's a quick turnover, quick changeover, isn't it? The funniest part of their show is the last five minutes. <laughs> it's a good cross. I love them. I love them. It's awesome. a good cross. Tim was very funny again. How you been, old mate? Going well. Going well. How's your week? What's happened? Oh, hectic week, hasn't it been? Late news coming in today. Plenty of news all week, and uh, we'll get to that in a moment. But you've you've sort of been a bit irritated this week, I've noticed. I have from afar. (laughs) What are you talking about? You've been a bit irritated with what? Well, Paddy McCartan suspension wasn't long enough. No, various other things. Do you think it was? no, but I wasn't quite as outraged. I wasn't as outraged. I wasn't as outraged as you. Um, but you've been irritated. But you did find time. I, I did notice, David King. To I liked. How would I describe this? Bask in the glow of this tantalising early part of the season with a with a tweet. What do you mean? Which I read with great interest. And I'm loving. Read, I'm loving footy at the moment. It read like this. Bloody love the 2021 AFL season. So many very good teams, with most of them throwing in one poor performance to keep us all guessing. Could make a case for any of the six or seven teams winning the premiership. Best season we've had for years. It actually reminded me that tweet. Not of not of Bruce McAvaney. What is like that for? Well, it reminded me not of Bruce McAvaney. I don't think I've ever spoken like that. But it reminded me of Rob Sitch impersonating Bruce oh, McAvaney right. on The Late Show back in the day. Well, well so many. I mean, you've got Kathy Watts in the cycling. Gary Neewon, the pursuit team. They were magnificent. I could go on and on. And I will. Hayley Lewis, Nicole Livingston, Susie O'Neill. Gee, they put in some good performances. You lost me in the romance of the tweet. I was a, I was awash with it. I don't it. know I how you got it. to Bruce. Well, it just read like Bruce romance. was writing it. I was We've full got of six romance. six or seven good teams. Was full of romance. Have all thrown in a stinker. Give yourself over to it, David, again. No, no, no. I think you're missing the point. Is How good's footy at the moment? Very good. I heard... Uh, uh, Rick McIntosh today. Seriously, how bloody good's the bull? How bloody good's the AFL season? <laughs> Enjoy it. It's been fantastic. Hey, this might be our last week in this format too. The push for Thursday night teams has reached tsunami-like yeah. levels at the moment, and we might be on borrowed time. We might be absolutely awash with team news this time next week, which will be good. Absolutely, we need it back. I mean, you just need something to, you know, just keep the 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 juices flowing. I, I honestly think that. Um, the AFL missed the boat on this one. I mean, this is a, this is a no-brainer, isn't it? The quicker we get it yeah. back, the better. No, I agree. They, they and, got it and Thursday night footy. And the push for it is outrageous. The, the AFL, they don't do things by accident, and their tweet on their official account just asking people, a bit of a temperature test, 13,500, <laughs> and 95% of those said, give us back our Thursday night teams, please. Do you think they'd ask the same question about Thursday night footy? What response would they get? How brave are they? Because we just love the footy. 
you reckon they get 95%? Yeah, 100% yeah. they would. I agree. Hey, obviously we all loved making their mark on Amazon. I reckon that would have had 95%. I'm a bit disappointed with the voice you gave me before with my tweet. To be great, great. That's how it read. Great documentary, uh, obviously, during last year's uh, on last year's COVID-affected yes. AFL season. And, and here's to more of those. But... Did you catch the AFL website releasing those handful of videos uh, during the week that went behind the scenes of the grand final? There was some vision overlap from making their mark, but some new stuff too. And it, it was riveting. It was called Sound the Alarm. Yeah, it was. It was great. And it, it, some of the commentary, particularly from Chris Scott, reminded me of our little tipping comp, you versus me, and a little bit of Paul Keating. Oh. It's always going to be a grind, boys. Happy to do them slowly. Happy to do them slowly. I love He's it. He's been inspired by you, as he, Chris. Happy Scott. to do them slowly. Mate, because I want to do you slowly. I want to do you slowly. <laughs> All right, then. You want to do me slowly. Well, how did we fare last week, Well, please? last week you had a very good week. Well done. I'm, I'm bloody proud of you. Yes. You had a five. A Solid. fiver, which was a tough week last week was for a most tough people. Week. So five, given that our tips involved yeah. margins. And I had a three. Ooh. You know yeah. what this reminds me? Rem- stinker. This is, I'm back. You this are This is back. a comeback. 30 all. It's a comeback. Yeah, I've taken, I couldn't take Jeno's tips. If you're going to compare it to sporting comebacks, what do you think you can compare it to? It's pretty big. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, oh, no, don't answer. I've got your answer. <laughs> compare it to this. Oh, my goodness. Have you seen anything like that? This guy's pretty good. (laughs) You left that bit in. (laughs) I'm taking it while I can, all right? I'm taking it while I can. Uh, Listen, this week we've got a grand final rematch, haven't we? We've got a showdown. We've got a late scheduling change brought on by the COVID spot fire in Sydney. But before we rip into round eight, here's what's been floating around today, and there's been plenty of it. We'll start with the news out of Collingwood. List manager Ned Guys quit the club. And the Age reported this afternoon, Kingy, that uh, Ned Guy resigned it actually at the end of last year, but stayed on to help the club and will, in fact, remain there until after the mid-season draft on June the 2nd. Of course, if you need reminding, Guy was at the centre of the club's trade period and salary cap debacle. Uh, saw them jettison Trelaw, Philip Stevenson for peanuts. Uh, Graham Wright, formerly the list manager at Hawthorne and Brisbane before transitioning to general manager of football jobs, will assume Guy's role, uh, Kingy, in a caretaker capacity anyway until the replacement is found. He's taken some bullets, hasn't he? Oh, hey? Plenty. That was, that was a rough couple of months back plenty. after the season. Yeah, plenty. So so where does it sit? So did he inherit – his story is going to be fantastic, fascinating. You know, when he actually finally sits down with someone and says, this is what I inherited. This is the this is the financial obligations that had already been committed to in terms of the list sense, and this is what I tried to do. Well, he'll he'll unpack that perfectly for the mm. first interviewer. Had some sympathy for him the way the messaging or lack thereof um, was portrayed out of Collingwood last year, where I think there was one particular day where we we had him here on SEN and we said, was it to do with the salary cap? No, no, nothing to do with the salary cap. The next day, Nathan Buckley yeah. basically comes out so that, and we says, did, yes, We had was. him on Fox. Yeah. It was a complete slaughter. Same day. Yeah. It was a slaughter. Wasn't great, was we it? We had that? him first, to be perfectly honest. I think we had him first. No, hey, Muhammad's in uh, – who's sorry do you want? Muhammad's in Dingley. Oh, just Fox. before we move on from Collingwood, you want, you want to talk about the past? Muhammad, how you doing? Yeah, just finished work at Match & Co. Best coffee in Dingley. Uh, Kingy, I want to ask you a question, and please answer me truthfully, because I respect your... Uh, okay. Uh, um, yeah, stop lying, Kingy. What do you got? All right, thanks, thanks Kingy. Um, Buckley, head coach. Uh, Shane Morwood, uh, defensive line coach. Mick Leguan, midfield coach. Craig Stasevich, forward coach. And Monkey, um, ruck coach. 
and Peter Dacos is a good coach. Yeah. <laughs> What's that's wrong with that? Is that the dream team, Muhammad? But you can't go wrong. What's wrong with that? You tell me, can you? Sounds Craig well... Kelly's there now. Get Craig Kelly to, to start the ball rolling. Sounds like a super coach, like a super rules team. All ex-teammates just getting together for a kick. Uh, look, you can't have, you can't have, in my opinion, all your mates surrounding you at an AFL gig. You've got to have people to challenge. You got, they've got to bring different uh, strength areas. You, I honestly think Collingwood need they, there'll be some sort of clean out, and whether that involves Nathan or the assistants, who knows? But you've got to have, you've got to have guys that bring different opinion. You've got to challenge the senior coach. But then you've just got to get to work. Once the decisions are made, you've got to get to work. So you don't it, completely absolve Ned Guy. Just quickly going back, you don't, don't. You don't completely absolve him, do you? No, he's responsible. He's responsible. Partly. Well, he, he inherits what? Yeah, he's he, list manager, so he is answerable to. But he inherited a lot of well, the commitments. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's true. But he's still list manager, so the buck does have to stop somewhere. Ultimately, doesn't it? Yeah, but yeah, yeah, but you, you, it, well, in simple terms, yes, but it's not, never a simple answer. It's not like that. I think you, the one thing you can't do is get your language wrong, get your messaging wrong, fumble through your first how, three interviews. That that's a disaster. No. How long was he there for? How long was he there for? Was he three yeah. years? So it's a it's a fair period of time where those problems could have been. Um, yeah, but you're trying to win a flag. Yeah, you are. I yeah. mean, you know, you got to you got to cut them some slack when you're a kick away from the premiership. If if they had have just rolled on. What would we be saying now? You know, they're over the salary cap. We'd be going crazy. We wouldn't give them any credit for 2018. Yeah, but the deals were a disaster. The deals were a disaster. The Grundy deal? No. The, the Dugowie, the, Sorry, the, um, the deals, Beams deal? Yeah, that Did was he a, do the Beams deal? Uh, was he there when the Beams Did deal he, was This struck? is what I'm talking about. Did he do the I'm Beams? I'm talking about the deals over the trade period and what they got back yeah, yeah, yeah. was, but, was but, obviously But there was a fire sale. I mean, you got yeah. no, you've got no strength. You've got no hand. We'll move on. The AFL has swapped two games this weekend as well, so they've moved Saturday's GWS Essendon game at Giant Stadium back from 145 to 2.10, and they swapped the Gold Coast and Kilda game. They brought that forward 2.10 to 145 just to help out Essendon as much as they could, who are flying up and back in a day on game day and, in the AFL's words, to minimise risk for the club and the broader competition. John Longmire uh, and his coaching staff all tested, thankfully, negative for COVID-19. Kingy, after being in isolation for a period following a visit to a Moore Park cafe on Monday, talk about Stiff. Dean Cox, Jared McVeigh, Don Pike were actually at that cafe in the same time frame as the man who was infectious with the virus, and so they were deemed casual contacts. But thankfully, they're clear, as is the playing group. The Swans are actually flying down to Melbourne tonight, uh, Kingy, for their game against uh, the Demons on Saturday night at the MCG. And the Western Bulldogs revealed an NGA prospect will make his debut but it's not Jamari Eagle Hagen. It's defender Buku Kamas, born in South Sudan, time in a Kenyan refugee camp, and arrived here as a six-year-old with no English. What a what a journey! An emotional Luke Beveridge said today that he was two million to one this time last year to actually break it and make through for his AFL debut, and he was really emotional. Luke Beveridge down there at the how, how the good kennel. was that? I mean, if you, what if a video! You just want to watch something on, or listen to something on the way home tonight on the train or. I you know, just put it on the, the, the USB connection there in your car. The, the, Luke was clearly emotional by, the, by and, and affected by this selection. It very rarely happens that a coach is so invested in a player like that. It, it sort of shows you the levels of attachment that, that are present at the dogs at the moment. So it's, it's, footy clubs are special places when you're, when you're winning, when you're flying, and you're giving opportunity to, to different types. And to have this guy, was, he, in his words, was two million to one when they first returned back post-COVID to play AFL footy, is a huge story. 
And there was a bit of frivolity. Was it fun? I'm not sure. At Princess Park, David Teague was ambushed by uh, his players carrying a birthday cake, Kingy. Uh, did he roll with the gag, do you reckon, No, Teague? he didn't roll with the gag. <laughs> straight, wasn't he? <laughs> he sort of made out like he hadn't had a birthday for six months. <laughs> it was his birthday yesterday. It was his 40th yesterday. It was. So why wouldn't he just say, hey, one day too late, boys? And Hey, just so you all know, it was my 40th yesterday. He, he straightened up very quick. Oh, he's sharp. He was predicting a shootout too. We'll get to that a little bit shootout. later. He reckons there's going to be the, the, the hinged door, the, the barn doors are going to be blown open. <laughs> <laughs> against the Western Bulldogs. Uh, Brett's just texting, speaking of fun and frivolity. Yeah. Kingy, you made Boomers on the front bar tonight. Will the Pipes be on show? He's he's going beautifully, Boom. He did virtually did a pre-season with the boys this year again. Um, in, prep, in preparation for Northern Footy League. I think he's, I think he's North Heidelberg. Or, yep, that's right. I think it's North Heidelberg. Yeah. I, I always get it wrong. Madjack was well, going to run around <laughs> with him. He got poached. <laughs> so they lost. The only person that was going to outpipe Boomer was Madjack, and they lost him. <laughs> All right. so, he was happy to see the back of him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon something. Boomer had something to do with him getting to Melbourne. I, I think that's the case. He was going to. It was going to be a pipe off out at uh, North Heidelberg, but now he's in good nick, Boomer. He's, I tell you what, he's, he's. I know that at the moment when you're losing, you're not allowed to talk things up. You're not allowed to say things are going well. But he's doing a great job with these young players the first to three years at the Kangas. News just in, Kingy. It's Cricket News. Cricket Australia has just confirmed that the Australian players, coaches, commentators and officials obviously involved with the IPL have been safely transported from India and are en route as we speak to the Maldives. Uh, not sure if they'll take any Twitter advice from Michael Slater when they get there, but they will remain there until the conclusion of the travel pause with India. Mike Hussey, he remains, though, in India. He's obviously isolating after his uh, positive COVID test. Geez, that's been a mess over there, hasn't yeah. it? But uh, thankfully, um, to the best of our knowledge, uh, everyone is safe and well. We'll get to the game in a minute. But Tiggy, it almost like he embraced the shootout today. Oh, he did. Who would be who would be more um, would it be more advantageous for the Dogs or the Blues? We'll get to that later. But yeah. just have a think about that because if there's one team you don't want to go in a little shootout with, I would have thought the Dogs would be. Well, Joe, one there too. Joe agrees with you off the temper text. Teague is happy with a shootout against the dogs. Yeah. Sounds like a death wish to me. Spot on. I was thinking the same thing when you were saying that before, but gee whiz. They have won two out of their last three against the dogs and by big margins, the blues, they have hit the scoreboard well against them. So maybe David Teague sees history repeating. Let's start with Richmond and Geelong. What a place to start, Kingy. Tomorrow night, MCG grand final rematch. It is sixth v fifth on the 40 winks ladder. Any size mattress is the price of a single at 40 winks. This is the main dish, isn't it? The Cats have won. Well, the Cats actually had won 13 in a row against Richmond from 07 to 2017. Since then... Richmond's won seven of the last eight, and the yellow and black chaos has overpowered the Cats, particularly in the second halves of these games. Hardwick's men have beaten the Cats in a qualifying final, a prelim final, and a grand final in recent years. Geelong led by 15 at halftime with the GF, 21 at halftime with the 2019 prelim. They know each other very, very well. Dustin Martin's back from concussion and back from New Zealand. Nick Vloston finally returns as well, but Trent Cotchin has a hammy again. Dylan Grimes... What a bizarre concussion out of that game, delayed. The Cats have lost Grime Myers to a leg injury, and they've got Sam Simpson and Sean Higgins among those in the mix. The line, minus seven and a half in favour of the Tigers. In favour of the Tigers. Well, just, let's just have a look at what we what we know. We know how Richmond play. They're not going to make any changes. But the, the Cats, the, the, I'll concentrate on the last seven games, the last seven meetings. Richmond won six of the last seven. But in those those last seven games, 
Geelong have always smashed them at clearance. They've averaged plus six clearances. They've always smashed them at contested possession, plus 17. They've always controlled the game in that kick mark, kick mark, kick and catch game they like to play, plus 35 disposals. Yet in all seven games, they've lost the inside 50 battle in six of those seven games, I should say, by an average of minus seven. So what happens? So what happens to the footy despite the fact you're winning it, you're winning it back, you're hanging on to it, you're moving it around, but you don't go inside 50? Mm. So... I think in the off-season, Chris Scott said, you know what, we're going to play this mob. We lose six games a year yeah. and we lose two of them a year to the same team. Yeah. So at some point in the finals, we're going to go through Chicago. We've got to get Richmond at the MCG. How do we do it? So they've made massive changes to how they play. So uh, Massive? Joe, massive changes. Joey Montagna went through what they do with ball movement at the moment. Last night, they go, they go quick. They go through corridor. There's so is it no longer chaos v. control? It's chaos v. Chaos. Chaos v. Chaos. Chaos squared. Okay. It's, it's, it, they're putting the game into contest. They're putting the game into turnover now. And I think it suits them. I mean, they're a, they're a very good football team, the Cats. Yep. So, so who's to say this won't work? So it'll be a different game. My only reservation is that Richmond have been playing this way for four years. The Cats have been playing this way for four weeks. Yeah. So to me, I just feel like if you're going to, if you're going to get into a street fight, back the street fighter. So I, I'm going to stick with Richmond. I'm going to stick with them to cover the line. Okay. Well, I'm going the other way. I'm going to oh. Geelong to get within seven and a half. That was like a magic trick last week, a bad magic trick if you're Geelong. That was a 10-goal win dressed up as a two-point loss. How that happened, I still don't know. Yeah, it was, was, 35, it was 35 points on expected scoring. It was an incredible game, wasn't it? So I think they're going all right, the Cats. Admittedly, though, this is a raised stakes game against the Tigers, but uh, I think it'll be tight. I'm going the Cats. Good to have one different straight off the bat. Kingy? Makes me nervous. Yeah. <laughs> hey, let's go to Gold Coast St Kilda, Metricon Stadium. This one's Saturday, 145. This is one of the rearranged games. St Kilda did what they had to do against Hawthorne after losing three or four, but how much are we buying it? So Brett Ratton's side could be unchanged. They've got the likes of Dunstan, Loney, uh, Long, Tom Highmore there on standby. Gold Coast went through Collingwood, meanwhile, like a hot knife through butter last week to make it two on the bounce. It's Brandon Ellis's 200th game. Uncle Jack watches. You got one of those watches from him? No. no okay. Uh, I don't either. They don't have a Ruckman, and they're going up against one of the best one-two combos in the business, Graham and Burgess against Ryder and Marshall. Zach Smith is there to be called upon, but Stuart Jew said he'll be backing in the 22 from the Pies win to get it done again. The margin is in favour of Gold Coast. Very, very slender. Minus two and a half points. So, so this is this is about what you believe, isn't it, this one? Do, do you believe that the Saints were back last week or do you believe that the Suns' game plan, which is slightly different, it's a little bit of, you know, it's a little bit of probing, a little bit of just chipping the ball around, waiting for something to open up, waiting for an opportunity to then go bang and, and, and go like a you know, hot knife through butter, as you said, through the middle of the ground and, and, and take that take that tough kick to hit that Lukosius is going for. And some of these backmen are now playing with real confidence. So I really like what the Gold Coast are doing, taking a lot of marks. They took 146 marks last week. Mm. That, that's, that's just controlling the whole game. It was way too easy. Way too easy. Now, could they do that again? I think they could. I mean, they're averaging 122 marks across the course of the year. So I think they can. So if you're back in the uncontested mark game, Slow the game down against the Saints. Make them defend. Mm. And I've been critical of them this year, the Saints. I don't know where they really want to defend. I don't know really where they really want to arrive at contest or do they want to get forward of the ball. So this is, this is one of those games where the Saints get the opportunity to correct their season. They sit three and four, 14th on the table. This is a must win. 
it sounds silly, but it's a must win on on the road um, to to get the job done. But if they're going to build towards a top four finish, this is an absolute must win. So I found this one really hard. Who did you go with? On the Gold Coast this evening. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go with the Gold Coast minus two and a half. So am I. And I think I'm nuts for doing it. But it was a really hard one. I reckon this is a total flip of the coin, but I like what Gold Coast have shown. And I'll tell you, you can I just ask you, have you changed your thoughts on Stuart Jew? Have you, are you back on board that he's I was he's never com- I was no, never completely we're off. All, we're all a bit well, washy, weren't we? Yes, but I was never I was I was never against him, put it that way. I was I was the jury was out and the jury's not quite back in for mine, not but in. I'm not fully in. Okay. I like what they're showing it. I want to see more. Uh, my jury's in. Okay. Yeah, you get on board the Jew Express. one 736 You can call any time during uh, this little bit of the picks right up until 7 o'clock. The temper text, 0433981116. Temper text machine, temper. A mattress like no other. We're off and running as we preview round eight with a different Sam Edmund, David King with you on the picks. Back with much more right after this. On SEN, The Picks, with David King and Sam Edmund. Hey, boys, Thursday night teams is like taking my kids' lollies away and giving them back. Give me a spell, Philippine Portsy. Well, we've, hey, Phil, we've got a team. We've got a team. We've got a team. We haven't got all the teams. But we've got two of them, and it concerns tomorrow night's match, of course, between Richmond and Geelong. They have been finalised as forecast for the Tigers in D. Martin and oh, oh. Nick Vlosten out. Trent Cochin hamstring, Grimes concussion. Geelong in three changes. Three. Higgins, Zach Guthrie, Sam Simpson out. Grimes, forced, he's injured. Dropped. Jordan Clark, Quinton Narkle, and Sava Radigalia, despite the speculation at this stage, has been named as one of the emergencies. What do you mean, despite speculation? Well, he was uh, reported as being in the side. Name names. No, I read uh, Mitch Clear is very good at his job. Had him in the side, and he might so, well prove to be correct because they is, do love a late change. The cats, they love a late change. I love it. So, should you, if you know that he's going to be in, should you be? Should the AFL rules say you must select the player? If no. you, I haven't finished yet. So, Asava's clearly told someone that he's playing. I don't know how it came about. Or Maybe, or neither do I. But if Mitch well, is, going, I wouldn't say clearly. Mitch is going with it. He okay. would have some sort of intel. You would think. Okay, so you're saying. Geelong are unnecessarily playing funny buggers. Well, I just think that if, if we keep talking Stop about talking in the riddles integrity and just of the, the sport, <laughs> yep. you should, if, you, if you know a player's playing, just, just select them. Yep. Okay. Well, if he does come in, he has to come in an hour out from uh, the first bounce. Of course, Richmond Emergencies, Nash, Coleman, Jones, Ralph, Smith and Martin. And alongside Radigalia is the Cats Emergencies, Narkel Clark and Max Holmes as well. Let's move on, shall we? It's GWS Geelong at Giant Stadium Saturday afternoon, 2.10 now. The Giants have won three of their last four. Kingy, first game back at Giants Stadium since round one. So the Sydney uh, Royal Easter show wreaks havoc in the early part of the season up there, but had a few trips to Canberra and the like, but they're back on their favourite home ground. Sam Reid, Brent Daniels have hammies. Matt Bunting was concussed last week. So they've got Daniel Lloyd, Tanner Bruin, Connor Stone. They're in the mix, as is Jake Riccardi. What about this, the forward turn defender? Had 40 touches, 19 marks well, down back in the VFL last week. 40 so possessions. Again, four, 
Say that again. Say that again. All right, Dars. 40 touches. And 19 marks. Say that again. He would have had 40 touches in 10 games. Yeah, well, he's played back in the, at the lower level and uh, absolutely cleaned him up. The Bombers have Aaron Francis ready to return, along with their ruckman, Andrew Phillips. Zach Merritt's 150th game, who, it must be said, is playing some darn good footy, given all the noise about whether he will re-sign or leave at season's end, Kingy. The line, GWS minus 18 and a half. Minus 18 and a half. Three and a half goals in favour of the GWS Giants. So the Giants are clearly, for me, the last couple of weeks, been the toughest team in the competition. They are back. Their midfield is brutal. Taranto, Hopper, Ward. Mm. They've got that that killer instinct. Mungrel. You can see it. You can see the way they want to play. It's it's really aggressive. It's, it's really honest. And they get the ball to the outside. And the boy who'd missed... 10 weeks of training or 10 weeks of footy, come back in, Lockie Whitfield, and he just picked up where he left off, you know, in seasons gone by. He, he was outstanding. Just his work rate. Uh, he's, we know about his ball use, so they want to give him the ball at every opportunity. And then they got a wild card in the forward oh, line Oh, I love this story. Jesse Hogan. This could be a great story this year. We were talking about him last week. We, we weren't sure what you'd get out of him straight away. Everything he did hit the scoreboard. Yeah. A clever little tap-ons, body in the right, in the right spot to to protect a teammate. He just, he just did little things that take younger players three, four, five years to actually grasp. So what a, what an addition he's been to this this Giants forward line. How far they go, I don't know. I think this game's as simple as two really informed mid-sized forwards, Toby Green versus Jake Stringer. Been good, Jake. Jake's been sensational, playing the Dustin Martin role <laughs> that everyone says, the Dustin role, the striker. So he's going into the centre bounces and then he's playing forward. I think he's had a fantastic start to the year. He's he's everything for them. So he's had a contract at the end of the year. Sort of gone he, under the radar, Jake Stringer, what's he who's worth? playing some good football. Exactly because what? he came across from the Dogs. I think he's still on that original contract. It was a relatively modest one. I think it was somewhere around five to five fifty a season, which is not small money by any stretch. But given what we think he's capable of, what, if you can he string worth? it together, well, that's the question. I'm not. You're sure. the a money good, man. You're no, right I'm not. Yeah. No, I'm good, not. You're in a good handle for this. It's stuff. a conversation, though, isn't it, around Jake Stringer and and how they value him, Essendon, and and perhaps a lot of water's got to go under the bridge, and, and that will determine it. But um, so it's what, gone under the radar. It has, and he, so let's just compare the two, okay? So so compare to, the pair. Toby's gone five goals, two, five goals, one, one goal, seven, four goals, one, one goal, three. So, but he's been involved in in so much, and and Jake's. Jake's on fire. Jake's kicked 12 goals for the season in only the five games. Three goals, two last week against Carlton. He only kicked the 1-1 against against the Pies, but he had 17 disposals. And he's, he got 10 clearances in the last two games. So that, that's the difference. The They're signs are there, though. Clearances. The signs are there. He's no, looking dangerous. I think centre-bounce player, drifting 40s, yep. he's a real risk. The Giants are tough. I keep coming back to how many times are they going to get their hands on the ball. And the Bombers, unfortunately for them, it's been an area of concern for years. They're really poor contested possession team and a really poor clearance team. That's where they'll be. That's where they'll be got. What do you think? I'm thinking the Giants. I am too. I think they'll get it done. They'll wear them down. They win by more than 18 and a half. North Melbourne and Collingwood is at Marvel Stadium Saturday, 4:35 p.m. It's not very often that an AFL coach has to coach against his son, but that's exactly what awaits David Noble with son John lining up again for the Pies on Saturday. And if David Noble does coach his first win. It's actually going to come up against his son, so that's going to be a sore point. Jaden Stevenson plays against his old side for the first time too, Kingy. Trent DeMott needs another week in the VFL. Aiden Corr still sidelined as well. 
Meanwhile, at the Pies, the Darcy Moore forward experiment is over. Nathan Buckley saying Moore will return to defence this week. Jeremy Howe has to wait another week before returning to action. And Greenwood and Mason Cox remain out of the side as well. Very generous line for Collingwood. I think it's minus 23 and a half, David. Yeah, North Melbourne. Dare I say North Melbourne. I reckon you're going to tip them. (laughs) Well... Darcy Moore going back to centre-half backs a no-brainer. So this, the two weeks that he was forward, he was the second-worst target in the AFL competition. Charlie Dixon was, has, has only been poorer in the last fortnight. So put him back where he can be in All-Australian and just let him, let him take the load off the guys next to him. Let him, let him take the, the, you know, assume control down there and ask those lesser players, whilst they're still good players, to perform lesser roles. So last week's result against the Suns, four goal loss, really disappointing. And it was more the way that they got beaten for me, that they had to defend for long periods, and quite a few of them failed the test. So can the Kangaroos do that? Well, I look at what the Kangaroos are failing at the moment, and their kicking skills are awful. Now, I don't know if that's the player or if that's the system. So that's what I'm watching at the moment. Is the system asking these players to perform skills that they're not up to, or are the players just not good enough? And, and I guess that's the whole decision-making process at the Kangaroos right now. Who's coming with us? Who's not? So 30-point loss to Melbourne, 51 to Frio, 30 points to the Cats. That, that's about the margin, isn't it? I mean, they're the, they're the margins. I think a 23-point line is a bit light on. A bit light. Don't you? No. You're going the Kangas. Oh, my goodness. I don't, I'm not saying they can win, but I reckon they can get within 20. After what I saw from Collingwood last week, they have to be better than that Collingwood, surely. It's at Marvel, though. I like the Kangas to get within 23 and a half, and that might be foolish thinking, Kingy. Yeah, look, I, I, I think it is, to be honest. I, I just think that where the Kangaroos are with their, their ball use at the moment, I, I, can, I have to see it before I can convert. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I haven't enough. seen it yet. We'll agree to disagree. Hey, if you're heading to North Melbourne and Collingwood at Marvel Stadium, download the SEN app and hit SEN Stadium. This is magnificent. Play-by-play, no delay at Marvel Stadium. That's SEN Stadium on the SEN app. Remember to take your AirPods or your headphones. On SEN, The Picks with David King and Sam Edmund. Uh, great to have your company on the picks. Hey, uh, David, while we're in that ad break, uh, this text came in just quickly before we move on to Melbourne and Sydney from Luke in Melton. Mr. King, if the Kangas trade in or chase another mid, I'll spew up. <laughs> People talk about Jack Watts being sent to the slaughter on his debut. Nick Larky's being sent I'll there weekly. <laughs> I'll cop this year, but they traded out Brown. They're going to cook this kid's career if they don't fix it. Thoughts? Uh, firstly, we missed the plough. I hope he's enjoying retired life. Um, now, look, I think uh, I think the Kangaroos need a lot of players for a lot of positions. Mm. Simple as that. So, yeah, they've started midfield working out. I'm with you on Nick Larkey. He's 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 being battered around, but in saying that, he has to be stronger. He has to be tougher. He's the number one piece in this rebuild. If this if if Nick fails, the rebuild gets set back two to three years. No doubt about it, because it's very difficult to get those types of players out of other clubs. The Tom Lynch scenario happens, what, once a decade? Yeah. Very rarely do you see that happen. So ultimately you're going to have to draft your own. Charlie Comden, I think his name is. I'm looking forward to seeing him play, but he's a, he's a way away. Um, but I'm with you. It's a, it's a, an accurate text from Luke in Melton, so I agree with you. But Nick has to be better himself. Good on you, uh, Lukey. Let's go to Melbourne and Sydney. It takes place at the MCG this Saturday, 7.25 p.m. Indeed. Tom McDonald stays forward. Harris Petty comes in for Tomlinson, which means 
Kingy, Sam Wiedemann will have to keep plugging away in the VFL. So this week will be his fifth at the lower level. Jack Viney misses another couple with his toe injury, it looks like. So the Swans, as we said, were like Houdini last week against Geelong, but the reinforcements have kept the good vibes flowing at the SCG, even if there was that little COVID interruption. So Lance Franklin and Dane Rampey appear set to come back in. Wow. George Hewitt could be back from concussion also, but Lewis Melican has a hamstring and just can I just say before we move on to the line, I've got a confession to make. I'm in love with Tom Hickey, David. I'm just going to put that. Oh yeah, I'm in love with Tom Hickey. A ruckman. He's the I'm recruiter very of the year. Aroused. You should like Little Rovers. I'm very aroused. He's been magnificent. Recruiter of the year. Yeah, Out of the coaches' votes that Can have been you say given. That again. <laughs> it's said for me. Stop. I'm very aroused. Stop he quoting is. Luke Darcy, would you? Who misses very one week with a PCO when they're supposed to miss six to eight and absolutely cleaned up Reece Stanley? So the line in favour of the Demons, unsurprisingly, minus 23 and a half, though. Well, 23 and a half is a big line if you yes. think Franklin and Rampy are coming in. Yes. They are significant. Should they take their spot, but it looks that way. Well, last week was a fluky win, 39 inside. 50s and they kicked 14 goals six against the Geelong Cats who did everything right, mauled them in every area of the of the contest, but in the end uh, didn't get the job done. So unexpected scoring, they lost that game by six goals. So their game needs work. Now, does Rampy and Franklin correct that? Probably not. You need more, more influence in the midfield. Now, they've been very good all year at, at, at winning ball and being aggressive through corridor, but teams are now starting to pick that off. So once you become a good team in this competition – the microscope goes on how you play and they're, and they're shutting down their corridor work. So they've got to challenge the Swans. Do they persist and keep driving the ball up the middle and be aggressive or do they try something different and shock the first team? And that shock could come against Melbourne. So do they start playing a bit wider? Do they say, okay, they're going to prepare for us to be a corridor team? Let's take wing line. Let's take, let's take boundary. Um, but it's a huge test for Melbourne, absolutely flying. They were just against the Kangas. Yeah, they, they were. were. just. Yep. Um, but in the end, it's a mature win. Um, can they do the same again this week? I- I'm thinking Sydney can get within yeah. four goals. The, the winner is Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> he's, out, he's on fire, man. He is. He's having a rip well, and We might look at a one in and one out too, just quietly <laughs> selection. Um, good afternoon. Okay. Hey, Rod. Uh, <laughs> you know, just I, I think I think those Studious. ends. Studious now. Those ends were just um, were just enough for me. To, 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 they might not win Sydney, but they're going to run them close. But the line does make me nervous. It's it's uh, it's decent. I think Melbourne are a force. Back on their home deck, I reckon they're going to turn it on. So I like Melbourne to clear the line, oh, which is bold. Oof. I know. And did I mention I love Tom Hickey? Anyway, yeah. if I didn't, I, I definitely do. I'm aroused. We've got the showdown as well taking place on Saturday night, 7.40 Adelaide Oval, of course. If you put Adelaide here, I just wonder, Kingy, do you issue the big up yours to Collingwood and the league? And do something with the prison bars. Well, They've got we, to do something. We talked about this, They've didn't we? got to do something. Last week. I reckon you do the warm-up in the prison bars. Yeah, okay. Just take the field and, and make the crowd think, oh, hang on, are we going to wear this? Are we seriously going with this? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Because I think you're allowed well, to wear any warm-up top. I think you can. And do the crowd get involved too? Do yeah. they Do they sort of... Do they generally get involved? <laughs> no, pretty... Do they smash the merchandise and they bring their prison bars along for the ride as well? Yeah. Will there be something in the... Who knows? We'll see what happens. Uh, two-time uh, showdown medalist Travis Spoke looks set to return from a quad. Ryan Burton's been cleared to return as well, Kingy. Rolly Bonner is thereabouts after an impressive sandfall showing. The Crows, well, they look like they'll get their skipper back. Rory Sloan trained strongly this week, just needs official clearance. But Tom Lynch isn't fit enough to play, and not fit enough to play, which means he might be the medical sub. You like what I did there? Yeah. Uh, I think Port will be angry here, but I'll get your thoughts first. The line 
is in their favour, of course, minus 30 and a half. 30 and a half. It's a big one. Juicy. Good five and a half goaler. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Adelaide were so disappointing last week. So disappointing. They were humbled in the middle of the ground. They were beaten mm. up. And it, it just it went for 120 minutes. It wasn't like they got them in a, in a small block, the Giants. Yeah. They actually put it – they did them slowly, as we like to say on the picks. Mate, because I want to do you slowly. 60, I want to do you slowly. 67 Don't points. have a cooker, mate. <laughs> mate, I just enjoy it. They <laughs> smacked them in the midfield. This is a this is a two teams who like to play on ball movement. So th- this could be, if you're looking for an attractive game to watch, this could go end to end. I just think Porter a little bit more seasoned. They've probably got a better talent base to start with. So I, I think they'll be winning and winning well. 30 probably. and a half is a big line. Probably. What do you mean? I think they've definitely got a better talent okay, base. definitely got a better talent base. <laughs> Adelaide are no good. I'll tip Port Adelaide That's by better. minus 30 and a half. That's better. That's what we want here. Straight well, up and down. Two weeks ago, nearly, to be perfectly honest. I don't think there's any worries with it, but uh, I agree with what David Kosh is saying there, or he's agreeing with what I said. Okay. okay. So I reckon the, the line 30 and a half, but I, I think they'll do that, the power. I think yep. they'll be angry. Both the they let themselves down last week, so they'll be uh, breathing fire. So, so just I'm, to lock it in, will they do something with the jumpers, I in think your so. opinion? Yes. Oh, well, I'll be disappointed if they don't. I won't be angry. I'll just be disappointed, David. <laughs> Is that good enough? All right. right. We'll take a break here on the picks. On the other side of it, we've got to get to Hawthorne and West Coast. The shootout, David Teague has predicted Western Bulldogs, Carlton, Brisbane, Fremantle to close out the round as well. And your calls and texts anytime. 0433981116 off the temper and the open line. one 736 736 On SEM. The Picks with David King and Sam Edmund. Oh, great to have your company on the picks on the eve of round eight of this fascinating AFL season. Certainly, Kingy's in love with it. He's all over it. Yes. Uh, nice bit of... Get positive, uh, mate. Yeah, nice Start bit of positive. Enjoy life. Real romantic tweeting from yeah. you, sort of Bruce McAvaney style. Yes! Yes, yes, yes! <laughs> Ryan's texting. Evening, fellas. <laughs> Boys, I'm really missing the chime. Yeah. What's happened to the chime? I don't know. I've been spooked. Yeah. Chris there, A-Rod. A-Rod loves the chime. A lot of hate for the chime. Chris there, A-Rod. You just stick strong, mate. And I've got some feedback here. No key forwards moving like Lynch once a decade. Franklin, Cameron, Danaher, Dixon, Hogan. Mm. That's that's fair enough. <laughs> Franklin was a while ago, though, wasn't it? Hey, give me a little bit of a break. It's okay. a good lead. Mate. Make it through. Oh, Hogan wasn't really by choice, was it? <laughs> well, from Fremantle to... Uh, well, well one, or both of them. Anyway, let's move on. There's going to be a shootout, David Teague told us. It's See. going to take place at Marvel Stadium Sunday, 3.20. It's his Blues against the Western Bulldogs. Blues have won two of the last three in this matchup, and the one they lost, they went down by less than a kick. So Teague today forecasting a shootout and vowing to go on the attack. He'll have to do it without Mitch McGovern. That's a serious hamstring for Mitch, eight to ten weeks. Zach Williams, Jack Silvani look like they're coming back. Paddy Dow, Mark Murphy, fitness test. They look like they might allow Tom DeConning and Nick Newman to have another uh, runaround in the VFL. The Dogs, as we said, will blood defender Buku Kamas. Amazing story. The wait continues for Jamara, Eugle, Hagen, and Tim English, you'd think. Straight swap for Josh Shackey. Uh, does Vice Captain Mitch Wallace get a look in? We'll wait and see on that as well. The line, Kingy, in favour of the Dogs, minus 21 and a half. 21 and a half. 21. Well, if we're guaranteed shootout, <laughs> I think that's a generous line. I mean, what's what's going to happen here is the, the Blues. So, unfortunately for Carlton, they haven't been able to correct this. Without the footy, so the sum of four parts, yeah. I always do, right? So, without the footy, they're ranked seventh in the competition. But their problem is they're ranked 16th for pressure. So, 
that maybe they have to play in a shootout mentality because they can't get enough pressure on their opposition to to force enough turnovers to to have them um, victorious. So I wonder mm. whether that's a speed issue in the midfield. I well, wonder whether David Teague's saying, can we keep going with the same crew, the tried and true, around the footy? And some people say, okay, they brought SPS in last week. They made subtle changes, but still, it's still the same core. Do you agree with that? Yes, I do. But I like David Cunningham in there. I hope he, they persist with him in there. He's, he's a, a very and good player. And I think Paddy Dow was on the way to – it was early in the game, but on the way to a pretty good one before he copped that blow in the eye, four early clearances, I think, and just a bit of zip out of stoppage as well. So I hope they – persist down that path. But he did put it on the record today, David Teague, that the defence is an issue and one of their biggest growth areas. So he acknowledges that. Acknowledge is one thing. Yep. Can we see something shift? Can we see a, see a transformation? Well, I'll look at it like show and tell. They've been telling us, but they haven't showed us. I'd yep. like to see a bit of show and tell like this that. week. Okay, so the line is minus 21 and a half. What are you thinking, well, Kenny? Well, you give the, dog, give the dogs a football and they hang on to it. Uncontested possessions plus 45 cool. on their opponents across the That's course a problem. of the season. That's a so problem. If you want to engage in a shootout, you might not see the ball very regularly. Mm. That's the problem for, for the Blues. I'm going to take the dogs. I really like what the dogs. Yep, the pick's in. I'm taking the dogs minus, what'd you say, 21 and a half? That's a big line, but I think that they'll clear that because they are a bloody good footy team. I'm not going to disagree with that, but I'm going to disagree with your tip. I'm going to uh, say the Blues are going to get within 21 and a half, just given recent history there. Maybe there's some sides they just match up, but we'll see what happens. Hey, good uh, luck to the uh, Buku Karmas. Yes, great story. Can't wait to watch him run out there. Hey, uh, let's have a look at Hawthorne and West Coast. They play MCG Sunday. It's the first uh, cab off the rank on Sunday. It's one ten. West Coast have won every game at home this year and lost every game in Victoria. And just Roy has texted in, love the show, lads. How the Eagles are priced so low after our travel woes thus far in 2021? How can it be? I'm a passionate Eagle, but I know it's way too short. Hashtag confused tipster. Well, they get another chance this weekend, Roy. Tom uh, Barras is fighting to get back early from the shoulder to take his spot because they're missing Hearn and McGovern. Nathan Vardy's also thereabouts. Gee, the Hawks were hit hard by injury last week against the Saints, weren't they, Kingy? So Al Clarkson's hopeful that Wingard and O'Meara will play, but he wasn't committing today. Sean Burgoyne should play, though. The line in favour of the Eagles, but it's not a big one. Minus 12 and a half. Normally, and I agree with Big Vinny, our text here, normally there's a, there's a, there's a letdown after the big build-up to the Derby, but I don't, think, I don't think there will be this time. It was such a convincing victory that I think it'll just be, you know, put, put a full stop on that, move yep. on, okay. Our good, as Adam Simpson keeps saying, their good is very, very good, and their bad is very, very bad. So which Eagles turn up is always the question mark, but this, this is a team that's just been holding together. As you said, no Barras, Hearn, McGovern, Shuey, Ryan last week, and they still managed to do what they did. You know, the Hawks, the Hawks lost by 69 points to St Kilda. So I just can't get that out of my head. I really can't. They were very efficient going forward against the Crows for a three-point win the year before. I'm going to get on board the Eagles minus 12 and a half. Now I am too. a very real challenge on our hands. Not a- they do, Jeff. They've got a very real challenge, your boys. I reckon West Coast too by more than 12 and a half if they're fair dinkum. Uh, last game of the round is Brisbane, Fremantle, Gabba, Sunday 440. The Dockers relocating to the Gold Coast. They've taken a big squad for the trip, Taylor Taylor Duman looks as the obvious inclusion for Ethan Hughes. And Brisbane's team looks pretty settled, though. 49-point win over Port Adelaide. Jared Berry, Darcy Gardner would be the prime candidates 
to return after missing the power clash through injury. In Brisbane, they've looked fearsome at home since that round one slip up to Sydney Kingy. The margin is minus 29.5 in their favour. Bit big for me. I'm thinking Fremantle, they've had a bad one. They've had a stinker. Every team's had one this year. I might have tweeted that out during the week. I'm not sure whether you read that or not. Um, so I'm going I'm to back the Fremantle midfield to bring their A game, to respond after a really poor showing last week. Fremantle plus 29.5 for me. I'm not. I'm going the Brisbane Lions to clear the line. They have looked unbelievable at home. Smacked Port Adelaide, and I think they're going to back it up, and they're going to smack Fremantle at the Gabba this weekend. So we've got a few different this week, Kingy. We've got five different. Five different. Five. We're tied at 30, but not for long. It's going to be a fascinating round eight postscript when we come back this time next week. Look forward to it. Hope your tipping goes well this weekend. We've got Sammy Hargraves with the Sporting Capital right after us. And, Kingy, I hope you have a good weekend, hey, old mate. Enjoy the footy. I will enjoy the footy. You, you, well, yes, you're tweeting. I can't wait. If we have another good weekend oh. of footy, you might just completely lose it on Twitter this week. I'm aroused. Yeah, uh, I am. I do love Tom Hickey. I'm can't very aroused. Hey, have a great weekend. Thanks for joining us on The Picks. Don't go anywhere, though. As I say, Sammy Hargrove's up next. He'll cover all the day's news and much more on the Sporting Capital. We'll see you back here for The Picks next Thursday. Might even have all the teams. Six o'clock. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.